Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to an episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Today, I am joined with Heather Hyman, and we're going to be doing a social media recap of 2017. We're just going to be chatting with you about things that have new features that social media has brought to us in 2017, how businesses are using it, and how we think that this will help your business and social media grow going into 2018. Heather Hyman is the CEO and founder of Sweet Tea Social Media, podcast host of Business Jesus and Sweet Tea, and specializes in working with helping Christian entrepreneurs, brands, and business owners grow using the power of smart social media strategy. She has over 17 years of digital marketing and sales and leadership experience and has been featured on CBS News, The Huffington Post, and Speaks on Stage across the United States. Heather lives with her husband, three kids, and standard poodle Teddy and Australian Shepherd Mix in South Carolina. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hey, Desiree. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk with you about social media. I know it's such like a big, it's such a big topic today. I know that we talk about social media all the time on the show and my YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff, but when I sat down to plan for this podcast and I found Heather by posting on social, looking for someone to talk about it with me, and I knew she'd be perfect. There's so much that's happened this year. We've got some, we got lucky. We got some good features this year from social media. So Heather, what was your favorite new social media feature this year? I would honestly, oh goodness, it's so hard to pick just one, but I think one that I think is going to be like a really big shift as we head into 2018 is really having the whole Instagram stories and the Facebook stories as kind of even one more like place to create content, but really one more place for businesses to really be able to tell more of a story. So that's, that's kind of my happy place that I'm really enjoying testing out for myself. Yeah, I've been doing a lot with Instagram stories in 2017 too. I think that I love that it's linked now to Facebook and um, I'm trying, I've been like saving my videos and my pictures to to do something with later. I, I just feel like I need to save them. So I'm with you there. I actually think that one of my favorite features is Facebook 360. And and I, I, and I I'm always saying like, I just dove into it at the end of the year. And I had seen it for a long time. I had seen people posting like how they would take pictures of where they were with their 360 cameras. You know, I really looked into like the best kind of camera for me. And and while I don't get a lot of engagement on it yet, because I don't think people really understand what it's for yet. I have a lot of fun with creating content in it as a content creator. It's like, it gets me all excited and hyper and, and then people always look at me like I'm crazy. Like, what's that weird giant blue ball thing you put on the top of your phone? <laughs> so, no, but. I think that's it's it's one more way I think for us to show up and and utilize these cool tools that we have, like our phones that have like all these special little attachments and gadgets, um, and really try to show up differently in the midst of our competitors 
when they've got all these people to choose from who they want to work with or hire or whose information they want to like read. Yeah. I think that content creation has just like blown up visually on social. And I think the best thing that's been has been video. I was scrolling through my feed the other day and I was just noticing that like back to back to back posts that was being posted or shared by other people were videos and even videos that were like still videos with like a quote on it. And it was like a fire flickering in the background or just like a simple way for video. Cause everyone's kind of worried that Facebook is favoring video and the algorithm is getting seen more. And I was just really, I was just got me thinking about like, Oh, how has video changed and grown so much in 2017? So do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, the thing I find to be so intriguing about video is there are some people or some business owners, um, even brands that you and I might deem to have a bigger budget that are really just not showing up at all doing video. And I think that maybe they're waiting for it to just disappear or fall to the wayside. But I think they need to kind of start like saying, hey, this is not going away. You know, Marcus Sheridan, I recently had heard, you know, shared a stat that said, I believe by the year 2020, 80, 90% of the content that people are going to be watching and consuming is going to be video. So when businesses and brands don't leverage how they could use video, I think that they're really taking themselves out of the marketplace, which is not what I believe they intend to do. But the thing I love about video most, Desiree, is the ability for someone to have a really big budget, to have a videographer, and really produce some fantastic, great video. But also for people like Pat Flynn that say, hey guys, pull out the phone in your back pocket and stop sitting there thinking it has to be this highly produced thing to actually get really good and great results. And I know that to be true. And even using really simple free tools like, you know, Adobe Spark, that you could literally take the 10 photos you took, turn it into a quick little video that's going to get so much more engagement and be able to tell that message in so much more of a creative way that's going to captivate the audience. Yeah, no, I, we had live streaming pros on the show last week and they had the fantastic quote of the best phone you have, the best phone to use is the one you have, the best camera to use is the one that you have. And it's true. We all basically have smartphones nowadays. And so that is the best way to start. And I think the thing that's also gone hand in hand with video for 2017 is seeing individuals embrace it and use it more, especially with like Facebook live and Instagram and Facebook stories that raw video. And I think that I'm hoping what it means is that as we go into 2018, people who are uncomfortable in front of the camera are going to see other people who might be just as awkward or goofy or see how someone's grown with video, like how they've done better, how they've spoken better, how they've like, their angles are better. Their backgrounds are better. Like they take, they're learning for themselves and, and realizing that the best way to get better is to just start doing it. And I'm hoping that 2018 brings out our, our wallflowers, so to speak, to show off who they are and what they're about. 
I agree. And, and something I think, you know, as I think about the name of your podcast, podcast, you know, and the word boring thrown in there, I think that there is a generation of people that are in marketing over businesses that are really intimidated by this live factor and that it comes across as unprofessional from everything they've ever been taught. And that you've got this new, you know, I'm not a young chicken myself, but I'm just saying you've got this, these new trends in marketing that say the unpolished is okay, that it doesn't have to be this highly produced thing. And I, I would encourage everyone listening today to find empowerment in that and say, Hey, wait a minute, this is to our advantage. Maybe our budget isn't as big. And if this is kind of the trends of show up, look human, be human, give value, well, let's utilize these cool changes in social media, you know, one of which being video and and use it to our advantage. Definitely. I 100% agree. And we talked a lot about video on the podcast and I talked about it on my YouTube channel as well. And like I said, it's just raw and who you are, like Heather and I have a lot in common with both moms. And I think my kids are a lot littler than hers, but um, it's all about just like showing who you are, who you're real. And it's like making things happen. And that's what people want. It's just, I think people build so much more trust with it for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on to kind of like the next subject to go from being really human to robots, which is so funny. While we as consumers, we want to see who people are and their most human side marketing though, at the same time is becoming very automated through messenger bots. So messenger bots aren't super new. They were, they released them in F8 in 2016 and it was like a huge deal at social media marketing world 17. But I know I've been diving into it and figuring how it is. I'm opted into some bots and I think my favorite thing that has evolved with bots in 2017 is that bots are like people. (laughs) And I know that sounds weird to say, but when I like opt into bots, they're like, welcome to Sally's bot or, you know, and, and this, and Sally's bot is named Rover. And you talk to this bot personality through messenger bots and and they've become so smart and intuitive and they, based on what they're trying to like funnel you through or based on how you're answering questions and stuff, I have just found to be super enlightening. I don't know what your experience has been, Heather. You know, it's been interesting. Like I, I was at social media marketing world too, and it was this big, I kind of found, found it to be a little contradictory where it was this big language on be more human to human And it was literally on the same platform of us talking about automated bots helping us leverage conversations and take things off of our plate. And so I've seen, you know, you and I both know that meeting over coffee or meeting face to face or having that handshake, there are just some things in the online space that can't replace that person to person connection. And then we're sitting there saying, hey, let's use these bots. And the bots are going to be smarter. And there are good bots. And there are bots that have not been programmed very well. Um, So it's like, I think that they can do amazing things when they are used properly. But I feel that sometimes, 
you know, even in the space of social media or if there are influencers out there, I just think that there is like a non-human element that can be put in people's marketing that um, I think people need to be really cautious on who they use or how they go about using bots, if that makes any sense. I don't think it's something you just need to go, oh, think all people that use bots on social media are all equal because I've seen really, I've seen bad ones, really bad ones. I have a bad one I'm working on myself. I have a bot that for some reason on my account, whenever someone messages all in one's Facebook page, it asks some questions that are like unrelated to what they're talking about. And I'm having a hard time turning it off. I can't figure out. And so I understand completely how that works. So it's, it's, it's definitely has a long way to go, but I definitely, but I don't think it'll ever replace that human to human contact at all. I just think it kind of acts as like a good um, gatekeeper or, introduction to a business to help push out automation. I think the best way to think of messenger bots is kind of like email marketing, but on Facebook. Right. So I think, and with a much higher open rate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yes. So some of the other things that came out this year, just more like, I think fun features. So obviously we know we've had, we've had stories on Facebook, which was um, from Instagram, which was a direct steal from Snapchat. But uh, I think that how Facebook and Instagram are using stories is better and more streamlined because it's, they're essentially accents to a tool that everyone's always using. You can use it in different ways and you don't have to use stories to do anything. I think the one feature I really like from stories that they added is one, you can go live on Instagram stories and then you can save your live videos and on top of it, you can also do links. So after, if you have, I think it's over like a thousand or ten thousand followers on Instagram, you can 10, add. To, yeah, you can add links to your live stories, so you can be like promoting a video or a new blog, and you know you can say swipe up to read, and it just kind of keeps people in the platform, but still like getting all that marketing messages across really well. Yeah, like I think that's really. Um that's a great way for people on Instagram that have that, that quota currently, you know, these things change all the time, but of 10,000 or more followers to be able to get that swipe up feature is, is a pretty neat um, benefit on Instagram for sure. Definitely what I'm jealous of. I'm working on it, but it's, it's slow for sure. I think, you know, that's actually, that statement is important to remember too with social is it's still like a slow, steady, climb up that hill. So steady race of growth for quality followers, quality people in engaging with your brand based on what you're doing. And I don't think that, I mean, I know that doesn't change in a year, but I think it's good, a good reminder. I think so too. And I think that all these things that we're talking about, and we're still going to touch base on Twitter and some LinkedIn things and other platforms too. But I think that it's important for business owners and brands to, to show up and, and have some focus on what their strategy is rather than trying to be like all over the place doing all of these things. And then maybe honestly doing all of these things poorly or maybe not putting your best first impression forward versus just saying 
These are where audiences are spending a lot of time. That's going to look different for the photographer versus the accountant. And then saying, let's go there. And maybe that's LinkedIn or Facebook for this person. And maybe for someone over here, that's going to be Instagram and Pinterest. And then do those really well. And not trying to always follow that shiny object syndrome of being all things to all people and honestly not doing a good job of it. Yeah, definitely one platform at a time. Do one really well and then figure out how your content strategy and your goals for your social media and your marketing in general fit in and figure out what the next platform is that and how that fits into it. Don't make your strategy fit into it. Mm-hmm. So, so true. <laughs> uh, some other fun features that came out this year. Um, you can now post job openings on Facebook through job bookmarks. We now have augmented reality camera effects for messenger stories. And I think on, you can actually just post them straight from your um, update. Like you can go to the camera hit update and have those fun filters there. And I think the biggest newsfeed feature that is also my favorite is color comments the colored backgrounds and that's where you're able to essentially make your text into like a photo and I feel that those get like 10 times more engagement than just typing that text out I always get mad at myself that my like messages are like a couple characters too long I'll go back and like delete words or find a shorter word or reword it so that I can fit it onto that colored background. Yeah, it's it's fun and it's it's so interesting how Facebook rolls these things out. Literally within the last 24 hours, I just got access to do the colored comments inside of my groups. Oh yeah. I've had it forever on my personal page. And then it took I felt like everybody around me had it on their personal page before I did. So um, all of these fun different things that we can do as businesses to really just capture people's attention. It's, it's, you know, you don't need to have a degree in social media marketing to say, let's test this out. And if we've got this one thing we want to ask our audience, do we get more engagement when we do the colored background? I mean, it's, it's more eye appealing for sure. I think my other feature I really love is goes with this because I can make pretty posts, but I love that I can comment with gifts. And oh, I love the gifts. I think that it really helps with context when you're trying to type something up because, you know, we live in a really political world, unfortunately, right now, and, and everything's so serious. And so context totally gets lost all the time in typing messages. And I've even, you know, we've all had to go in there and like reply remember to read this with a happy face or, you know, this isn't meant to be bad or, you know, we're all good or, but by adding in those gifts, it just makes it so much more fun. And I, I, I my husband jokes with me cause I'll have like entire conversations with him on Facebook messenger, like through gifts. And he teases me, he's like, use your words. And then I send him a gift with words on it. You know, it's just having uh-huh. so much more fun with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Yes. Okay. So we've talked a lot about Facebook and we've talked a lot about Instagram. And I think that obviously those are going away. Use video. I would also add in the little caveat is make sure that when you're doing video that you have invested in taking the time to add in the closed captions because 82% of video is watched without sound on. So if you're spending all this time doing a video, add in the closed captions with Facebook. Facebook actually will auto load them for you. You just have to go in and like check them. So add in that, add those in because then people will be more engaged with what you're doing, the video. Yeah, I love those. And then I ultimately love, um, I just like maximizing our time. So if it's a good video, like repurpose that into a blog post or repurpose that for, you know, save it for YouTube, you know, ultimately just trying to like maximize your resources. Definitely. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by All In One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month. All In One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they're stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $125 a month, All In One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising and more. All In One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now back to the show. So Twitter, I feel like the biggest, boldest one, maybe even, I don't even know if this is so much as the most requested thing on Twitter, but we now have 280 characters to post with for those of you that may not know or are not super Twitter savvy. We only for like literally since its conception, 140 characters because way back in the day, you could update a tweet through a text message and text messages couldn't send more than 160 characters. I think hundred, maybe it was 140. And so the reason that that's, so that's why it's always been so few characters and now you get more and then at replies. So like when I'm saying at Heather Hyman or, or talking at sweet tea social marketing or whatever that handle may be, those don't count towards my character count anymore. And when I post links and pictures, they don't count anymore. So basically we only have to worry about the text, our message being no more than 240 characters. Yeah. I love it. I love, I'm, I feel like I'm a dying breed that still really likes Twitter. And um, I will say that I have an issue of trying to keep things short. So for a long time, trying to meet the prior amount of 140 characters, I was constantly having to go, okay, I need to say this shorter. I need to say this shorter. And so having that little bit of a buffer um, I don't feel has made too much of a negative impact on my Twitter feed. And I like kind of being able to say, oh, this, the full URL and what I wanted to say is going to be able to fit in this tweet. I think, and, and I think that people in marketing always want to have something to be dying so that they can push their next agenda, like emails dying and Facebook, no one's using it. And 
Twitter, it's such a waste of time. And I think that people just need to stop with their opinions and just let people do what they like. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. And so I, I, I have never really gotten into Twitter, but I go through Twitter in like um, movements and it's usually around like hashtags or like something that's going on or like when I'm at an event and things like that and, you know, are prepping to go to an event. I want to really make sure that like when it's hashtag central, like social media marketing world um, that I'm like just full on in that hashtag. And like that way I'm not missing anything. I have Twitter FOMO, I think, but uh, yeah, was there any, I don't think really anything big that ever came out with Twitter. I know that there's a lot of people talking about people buying Twitter and I definitely think Twitter is more news oriented, but yeah, I don't, I mean, look, to your point, other than the conversation always being, is Twitter going to die? Is Twitter going to be sold? I can't really say that there's been like that much that's been huge other than, you know, there's been a little talk here and there throughout the year of people wanting to get that blue check mark mm. on Twitter and some people saying it's easier and some people saying it's not. But other than that, I think the platform's been fairly consistent they've maybe been less innovative which is maybe why we don't have as much to talk about things that are changing on the platform yeah for those of you that know that aren't twitter centric the check mark is like the verified it's like where twitter has said these people are just a little bit more special than everybody else because they've been using the platform so much or they they know their stuff or they're a celebrity or someone of influence so don't let anyone tell you that it's like if I don't have that check mark, then I don't matter because it's so not true. Same for Facebook. Facebook has it too, but it's not. It's not a big deal. Only people like Heather and I really are want it, so don't worry about it. But <laughs> so LinkedIn uh, again. I've been I use LinkedIn a lot. I have a big community there, and I still only think the feature that stands out to me through the whole year is video again. You can now do video on LinkedIn. Yes, I love that. And being able to upload, I found the the upload time to just be a little bit longer, even if it's a short video. But other than that, every time I come back and I refresh, the video is there. And being able to upload that video directly to LinkedIn has been something I've personally enjoyed because I do a lot of video. So I've been able to test quite a bit with how that has going has impacted um, more of my engagement or more increased opt-ins or trainings that I, I've done. So I think that's a step in the right direction for LinkedIn staying relevant with all of these trends that we see with video. Yeah, they were the last to get on board with it, but I do think that a lot of people really like it because there's, there's a different... It's like the same people, but like a different kind of conversation that happens on LinkedIn versus Facebook versus Instagram or versus Twitter. Like I said, I have some people that like I follow on all the platforms and like how they present themselves, what the conversation looks like is definitely different on all of them. And it's important, I think, to add LinkedIn, if especially if you do B2B business with whatever your marketing message is. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think that some people don't give LinkedIn enough credit, but if your audience is there, it's a place that you should definitely um, 
spend time, spend time to cultivate connections and relationships. Definitely. So, I mean, I don't think that there's much else as far as like platform things. I know we could touch on Snapchat a little bit, but Heather and I talked about it when we did like our pre-gaming before the podcast and we both are just not Snapchat users. And I think it's nothing wrong with the platform. I think it's just not our our wheelhouse or our demographic. I think the biggest thing though that happened with Snap, so you guys said you they went public this year and it's been kind of a disaster. <laughs> and uh a lot of it just centers around the fact that other social media platforms basically just steal their features over and over again. But you they now have the ability to search stories. You can do group Snapchats. And then I think one of the bigger things that might be worth checking out, making it worth checking out later is that they now have, they have a partnership with Time Warner to do like original TV shows for Snap. And so there'll be like three to five minute episodes that you can watch specifically there. But I think that probably those will be definitely tailored towards that demographic. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, YouTube also joined the the live game. Originally, it was like only with your phone. You had to have at least 10,000 subscribers. And now anybody can go live and from their phone or desktop. Um, they've also added in like a posting feature where you can just post updates like with images and so like that. And I think, again, that one currently is only a certain subscriber number to have it. But I think that I was reading something that it's opening up to everybody everywhere. Is my information correct? Or no. I, I think that that is correct. I think the one thing that I last heard was that you had to have, like, I believe it was maybe 100 subscribers, I thought, on YouTube before you could have that feature to go live. Okay. And I know that there was a certain thing before you could do a custom URL, you have to have like a certain number of subscribers. I know that when it's you have to have a hundred subscribers before you get that custom URL because I've been okay. working it hard. And I got the views and just working on those subscribers. So guys, go subscribe to me on YouTube. And Heather, Heather too. We'll yeah. put those links in our show notes. Uh so yeah, so let's just kind of talk strategy for 2017 that should roll over into 2018. So Obviously, video. I mean, I know that we kind of talk about it a lot today, but with all of the different platforms and all the things that we're supposed to be doing with video, what do you think is the easiest way for someone to streamline that process, that strategy, to get it so they can just, I mean, besides pick up your phone and start, like, what do you think are like the best ways for people to be effective going into 2018? I mean, I think if I try to break this down, I think it's simply this. I think that you want to try to show up on social media saying, these are the problems my audience has. Here's how I am a part of that solution. So if it's a restaurant or if it's a social media strategist, You know, the service offerings are different, right? Pizza or here, let me give you a LinkedIn audit or help you and pay me this amount of money. But I think that we need to show up on social media in such a way that we're actually utilizing these really smart things that we've just discussed like video, but we're basically giving value by telling a story on what it would look like for people to quote, buy from us or work with us. So it's like, if you've got the pizza shop, 
or you've got the accountant's office where you solve this problem. Someone's hungry. They may want to have a place to go. Kids night, you know, kids eat free on this particular night, or maybe it's tax season and someone needs help on how they can get someone to help them with their taxes. So it's like you show up on social media in a way that solves that person's problem. Maybe you're the busy mom that's going from soccer practice to here to there, and they need to know a place that they can go and grab a quick bite to eat. Or maybe the problem is over here that here is one huge mistake that people make with their taxes that who knows, maybe all these people will share it because they find it to be really helpful information. And I think if we show up and stop, always just think, I want to make this video and I want the end result be that my phone's going to ring. And I'm not trying to say that you don't need to have an ROI, but I think if businesses are more realistic and they say to themselves, I want to show up and actually just give, I want to be noticed as someone that knows what they're talking about on this subject. You're going to want to be top of mind with your audience and people are going to social in droves saying, I'm looking for a dentist. Who do you recommend? I'm needing this. Who do you think I should talk to? And so if all the people that you have in your feed have anywhere from 200 to 5,000 friends on their personal page and you're out there doing your thing, showing up, you're going to be more top of mind if you're relevant, if you're consistent, if you're emailing your audience and really realizing that if you want to do social media well in 2018, like posting twice a month on Facebook is not going to cut it. Yeah. And also I think just like spam posting isn't going to help either. Like you need to have, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for this and that is have a plan and let it be intentional. And I, I have a, I have a tool I love. I talk about it a lot and I'm excited because I got my name. It's called the content planner. And it allows for you to break down what you need to do month to month, day to day. It has stickers so you can know what platforms you need to be posting on. And it lets you, gives you a place to think through, like, what are my hashtags? What are my objectives? What are my goals? What am I accomplishing? What is my theme? What do I need to do? So that you can, like, know exactly what you want to do. So, like, like last night, I sat down with mine yesterday and I planned out my January. So, I know, like, what videos I'm doing, what my podcasts are going to be, what opt-ins I need to have made what pictures I've got to post up. So obviously I have a much more um, hardcore social media plan than some people do, but that's just because I'm trying to invest in practicing what I preach, but it's just, it's different for everybody. So I definitely think having a content plan that is goal driven and intentional is going to be where we're going to see that ROI and whether that's, this year, next year, or five years from now, everything should be goal-driven and I think planned. Yeah, I love it. And I, one big suggestion, I think, for strategy for 2018, when I think of social media, Desiree, I always like to tell my clients, where do we want to be taking people from social media? So like beyond the top of mind, they show up, they look at your feed, whatever platform it is, and they look at your last five or 10 posts. Like, where are you trying to take them? Do you want them to know you have the podcast? Well, where's the link that they could sign up for that? Or is it the opt-in? Um, 
Is it the email list that we're trying to grow? Is it the webinar that we want to get them on? Is it getting them to show up into your business saying, I got this code on this platform, so I want my 20% discount? Like we need to always be thinking strategy of where are we wanting to take people from social and then try to build a bridge with us being consistent and doing our jobs well to actually try to get them there so we can actually say, is this working? Are we farther along now, six months down the road after doing this than we were six months ago? And really giving ourselves something to measure on other than just saying, have I made more income? Yes, definitely. Now, you know, I think that another thing to add into like what people should be doing with their content, I know we're giving people a lot to do, but um, is definitely make sure that when we're, you are goal-driven and you are having that plan and that you are purposeful with your posts is make sure that your messaging and your story is consistent for your brand. You know, so like for my brand, it's very... Um, boring business, everyday businesses, helping businesses grow and be educated through social media. But we also have the mission of All-in-One, which is to put military spouses to work. And so I have a monthly piece I do called Military Marketing Monday. So it's making sure to educate people about what it is like to be a military spouse, military family, military uh, person. So being able to share that is really important to our brand, to my story. And, and you will see that in my posts because I, I actually post every Monday about it, but I just do the video once a month. So I think it's making sure that you have that balance of, tell, of being purposeful and goal-driven, but also making sure that you're representing your brand messaging appropriately. Mm-hmm. No, I agree 100%. And like, I thank you so, so much for everything that you do as a military spouse. I'm a former military spouse. My husband served for about eight years um, and we lived in Germany. So I I never made it to Korea, um, but I just want to thank you so much, Desiree, for what you and the sacrifice that your family is making just to make our country a safer place to live. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. It's always nice to hear that all of the suffering is making people happy because it is not easy all the time. It's not easy right now. Being, I think it's because we're getting into the holidays. I miss my mom and my family and think that they all miss getting to see the kids and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So what do you think people, what, so to kind of, I guess, maybe wrap up and, and bring us back in, what do you think, if 2017 was the year of video, whether that is in stories or planned content or going live, what do you think is ahead for us in 2018? I think that we're going to see a lot more of the augmented and virtual reality kind of come inside of social media. I think we'll see a lot of the bigger brands that have got a lot of the bigger budgets to be able to pull that off seamlessly. Um, What that means for the, I don't want to say the average Joe or the smaller business owner that doesn't have like a, you know, five, six figure marketing budget. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to all filter itself out, but I do think video is going to continue to keep growing. Um, but I think this whole era of the the messenger bots coming in being much more of a normal thing 
is going to continue to scale and also grow a lot in 2018. I agree with you with the messenger bot thing for sure. And I also think that 2018 will be kind of, will be really humanizing, especially with things like having gifts and emojis and fun, silly filters. I think that as maybe quote unquote stuffier business owners get into it and see what fun it is and how people are communicating. I think that's really going to rub off into their everyday marketing. For yeah, sure. I, think, I think that the more that people are willing to try things and, and let the data kind of speak for itself. When we're out here telling you that this is trending and this is doing well, and if that looks like that would be a good match for your demographics, be willing to do it and try it out for four to six weeks and kind of look at the data to see if it's helping you in your social media, like to get some more engagement and to get more results. 100% agree. So maybe 2018 is the year that you guys try something new. It sounds fun or sounds interesting or seems like something that the people that you are your clients or that your followers are would be are doing or interested in. Try it. Give it give it the old college try. Give it a couple months. See how it works. Talk with social media specialists or people in your industry about what they're doing in relation to it and see what's going to work for you. Absolutely. We got to, we got to keep on keeping things fresh. Yes, definitely. Well, if you guys want to add some freshness and sweet tea goodness to your social media life, you should follow Heather. Heather, how can people find you? Well, the people, the people, the best way for people to connect with me, or if any of your audience want to, feel free to head to my website. Um, It's sweetteasocialmarketing.com. And I've got lots of free information there. I've got opt-ins for people to be able to get some free training. And uh, I think it's a, it's a good resource for anyone that's just looking to get smarter with their social media strategies. Fantastic. And if you're also looking for another podcast, she has her podcast as well. And we'll include the link to that in the show notes. Well, guys, this is my 25th episode and I think a great way to end 2017. I'm not going to have a podcast next week because just I hope that you guys are taking that time to enjoy with your family like I am with me. And if you message me or whatever, I'm going to message you back and say, stop working and go have fun with family. (laughs) But I will see you guys in 2018. And I appreciate you guys listening and being a part of my boring business family. And until next time, I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.